everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Couch Quarterbacks. This is Jake here with Ben, and we are here to talk about the week in football from the only place we know our couches. This week was probably the most eventful week, I think, in NFL history with the COVID, all the changes of the schedule from COVID, teams playing, teams not playing. We didn't know when teams, certain teams were going to play. Um, it was just a wild Sunday and definitely... I, we don't talk about fantasy football a ton here, but I think it was the craziest fantasy football Sunday because people absolutely chaos what games were gonna happen. And my I had my roommates ask me like, "Is this dude gonna play too? Like, who should I pick?" I was telling like pick up guys, just like I was like pick up a Monday night guy just so you have some extra time to like just in case, out. yeah, just, just in case your game doesn't happen. Like who knows? Like no, we had no idea what was going on. It was wild, but uh, wild, wild week one or week five, not week one, week, week five. five. Week we, it would be week one if we had preseason. COVID week one. It is. Yeah. It's the first real week one. Um, and we're going to start off. We're going to switch it up here. We're going to start off talking about our teams because one of us had a really good week and one of us had a really bad week. So we're going to start off with the good news. And uh, the Cleveland Browns, with a the, clo- the score was much closer than I think the game actually was. Oh, 30, yeah. 32 yeah. to 23 victory over the Indianapolis Colts. Ben, what was your biggest takeaway from your Brownies improving to four and one for the first time in 150 years? We can take on good defenses. Yeah. Because I knew that we could score against the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys defense is horrible. But us showing that we can actually stand in there with a, like a defense that's I mean, pretty good. They, like, they hold teams to very few yards. And for us to be able to hang in there with that, we looked really good on offense, and our defense looked good too. I think Phil Rivers also looked really bad, so take that as you will, but it worked out. I was really happy with it, finally. Yeah, and I think you've got to be more, you've got to be encouraged to see the run game and the offense still be able to move, not as seamlessly as the week before, but still put up 30 points on a good defense even without Nick Chubb, right? Correct. And the, yeah, and having. Kareem Hunt be able to do some damage, and then Ernest Johnson is all right. He had a 28 yard run that was pretty nice, but other than that, kind of quiet. Um, yeah, we like once again, like we don't have to do it a lot on offense. It kind of just as long as we're just staying flow and we don't do anything too crazy, and Baker doesn't throw too many picks. I had a schedule. We're good. Yes, and yeah. I don't know. I'm just. Browns are four and one since <laughs> first time since 2001. Yeah. And you've also you've got to feel good, right? Like the, the best stat to come out of this was Baker Mayfield is now the most winningest quarterback in first energy stadium. Before that it was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> and they play this week, not in first energy stadium. I wish that this week's game was in Cleveland just so we could get the battle for First Energy Stadium supremacy between Baker and that would be a great storyline. <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll take just the the Brown Steelers rematch. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. But speaking so, of four and one teams, so yeah, so your your four and one, you were pretty elated about your four and one. I would say you were pretty happy about your four and one. My four and one was not as enjoyable to say the least. The Bills were four and zero going into the Titans on Tuesday Night Football, only the third ever Tuesday Night game. Uh, they got fucking smacked 42 to 16 the titans the um, apparently rallied behind 
getting a coronavirus outbreak, which I still don't really understand. They're like, oh, we were pissed off. There it was like everyone doubted them. Yeah, we doubted. It's like you had an outbreak of a deadly disease. Like no one's doubting you. It's just like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, that um, Taylor Lewan. What adversity is this? Like, what are you guys talking about? Taylor Lewan was talking shit to the media after the game. Saying everyone doubted us. It's like, no, it's like everyone just thought that you didn't have your shit together. And you everyone didn't. Thought you just didn't know how to handle a pandemic. And that was facts. Yeah. It's, it was ridiculous. It's been a ridiculous storyline coming out of Tennessee, regardless. But, anyways, yeah, the Bills were 4 0 going into that game. Um, started off on the first drive with an interception. And you basically knew from that point the kind of night it was going to be. Um, my biggest takeaway is I never want to watch Tuesday Night Football again unless it's our Kent State Golden Flashes playing in action. action and some action because it was just weird, dude. Like, you know, like usually if the – I mean, we both have experience with our teams losing on Sundays up plenty. And you get at least the next day, it's Monday. It's like Mondays are shitty already, so it's the team lost. It's just a bad day in general. Yeah. But like, having that Monday feeling – of a Bills loss on a Wednesday oh, was on the worst, bro. Well, at least on worst. Monday night, at least you still have to look forward to Monday night football. Exactly. It's Monday night football. Like you're used to Monday, even if it's at five o'clock this week, like it's still yeah. Monday night football. That's and sick. I think the recency bias applies where you're like, my team sucks. And you have <laughs> oh, to feel like yeah. that all week. Cause that's like the last game you saw. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. Usually I'm pretty like, I read a lot of football content pretty much every day. And Wednesday after the Bills lost, I didn't go to any sports website. At, like, I didn't even look at Twitter. I couldn't look at anything. Like, I was just mad and I was just upset. And it just, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to know about the Bills. I was just, they're okay though, them. right? In general, yeah. I think that they're exactly the team that we think that I think they, the watching that game, you agree with me on this that they pretty much stepped on their own toes every single chance that they could. Maybe the Titans still win that game if the Bills play a clean game because the Titans are damn good. But like the Bills didn't, the Bills gave them the Titans that game. Yeah, just as much. Yeah, it was sloppy play. But I think that the Titans' defense is also. I didn't realize how good they Dude, were. They're good. They do this to everybody now. They did it to Mahomes last year too. Like, and they did it to Lamar. They just know they have, how they, to they play. They have Xavier guys. Rhodes. I didn't know they had Xavier Rhodes. Me neither. And he's he's a hell. Was he on the Vikings before this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he I think he was a, I think he was in the Pro Bowl one of those years. And they were still missing Jeffrey Simmons, and who has been their best player like throughout this year, and was a good player last year. And he was on the COVID list this week. And their their defense, I think Vrabel just knows what he's doing. I think he just knows how to game plan. Like Malcolm Butler. Yeah, Malcolm Butler looked like a stud. That return was ridiculous. Like if that's a pick, if that play happens, and it's just a pick, and he gets tackled. It's not that big a deal. Maybe the Bills defense not. I mean, the Bills defense play the way they played. They're not getting off the field. But like he returned it down to the twelve yard line. Like they gave the they gave the Titans two drives within the twenty and two other drives starting within the thirty. You don't win football games that way. So no, it was just it was just a brutal Tuesday night football affair, and I never want to watch Tuesday night again. That's basically it. So are we buying or selling stock in the Buffalo Bills? I'm never selling any stock, but I would not be. I wouldn't blame anybody who wants to sell stock because they have to play the, the next Chiefs. three games. They play the, the next four games is home against Chiefs, L at Jets, home against the Pats, home against the Seahawks. So they have the, they need to beat the Patriots. Yeah, that's really the only game I care about them winning. 
Um, that's see what's the over under going to be on that Seahawks game? A hundred, a million. That'll be so much fun. That'll be a great game to watch. Like, unless, unless like the same Tre'Davious White's back. They're basically the same teams. The way that they're playing right now, their offenses are just killing it, and the defenses can't stop anybody. Well, so if, the Seahawks are perfect, and the, the Bills get healthy, they'll be okay. Tre'Davious White, Matt Milano, and John Brown all practice today. We're back. So hopefully, that I th- I really think that they were waiting to play them for the Chiefs game, but we'll see. We'll see what happens on Monday. It's going to be the, the fact that both these teams are more desperate now. It makes it a lot more fun than if they were going both going in five and five and zero. Oh. You wouldn't. Oh know yeah, feel more. You know the Bills got a wake up. The Bills got the wake up call. They That's the game of the week next yeah. week. But we'll get it's to gonna, that. It's going to be great. Uh, Thursday night, we had the Bears and the Bucks, and we went and ripped Nick Foles all last week. We didn't want to hear about Nick Foles, none of this. And Tom Brady was the old washed up quarterback who forgot that he had four downs he thought it was canadian football or something i don't know what he thought but they lost 20 the bucks lost 20 to 19 um what was your biggest takeaway were you more impressed with the bears and khalil mack taking over or were you just disappointed again by the brady led bucks watching khalil mack get that sack and then proceed to throw the tackle across the field <laughs> was one of the most dominant things i've ever seen a middle linebacker do and the fact that a middle linebacker is making I just love, I love it. I love Khalil Mack. I love watching him play football. Like he's such a dominant player that like, he's, he's like the most impactful player on the bears. Mm-hmm. And he's a defensive guy. Like I love when teams are built like that. It's um, crazy to and watch. I think that Nick Foles after his first drive went on one of the, when the little windows tablets, they got and listened to us talk <laughs> shit about him because he looked bad on the first drive. He looked like he couldn't find a receiver to save his life. And he looked, it looked like his arm was really bad. I literally texted you saying that I think his shoulders messed up because he was like throwing the ball so weird. Yeah. And then, and he just comes out and starts slinging it, and I just out of nowhere. I, I don't I don't know how it happened. Yeah, it looked like he maybe he just needed to warm up a little more. Like I don't know, maybe he just needed to get the lactic acid out of there or something. But he looked like a different quarterback. And just the type of quarterback that they need, right? Like that defense, the way that Khalil Mack took over that game, if they do that, the defense does that, all they need is Nick Foles to do what he did, just manage that game and just play just solid. Don't, and just not don't fuck lose up. the game. Don't just fuck hang up. In there. Yeah, exactly. Just don't fuck up and we'll be able, the defense will be able to take it home. Um, I was just more disappointed with Tom Brady and just the, that there's just so many mistakes, so many penalties. Like, can this team really be a contender the way that they're so undisciplined so far this year? No, but I would be amazed to see Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, who I think are pretty, I would say, good chemistry guys for sure. Mm. I would be amazed if they had a team that was going to play this sloppy come week like 10. Yeah. I think they're going to bring it together a little bit. I, I, would, I would be surprised if they stayed – because Bruce Arians isn't a bad coach. That's just, like, they looked like they were coached horribly, though, mm-hmm. on Thursday night. I just don't think that they're I mean that's a short short week of practice too, you gotta remember. So like Yeah, it was know. a weird game. It was just weird in general. Yeah, and don't let's not forget that Chicago only had like Chicago still sucks. <laughs> they had thirty five rushing yards the entire game. But they're game. four and one. Yeah. Yeah, I we understand were... that, but I think it's like when you look around the room, yeah. They're they are the imposters. But at this point, they're probably going to make the playoffs regardless. Like the way that they're playing, like their defense is good enough that they're going to beat bad teams and they're going to be in a playoff game. Are they going to win a playoff game? No. 
But we've Nick Foles in the playoffs. What if he just turns it on? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. I really don't. But I'm just. We we keep wanting to count this team out, and they just. We'll see. I mean, who do they play this week? I don't even know who the hell they play this week. Are they on a bye? I don't care about the Bears because I really don't. We're on the same page here. Like I don't expect the Chicago Bears. But to they could sneak themselves into a playoff game that everyone laughs about in a year. They could sneak themselves into – if they keep winning games like this, they could sneak themselves into the division if they beat the Packers. Like, if they just beat – if they win that game, whatever reason – You think I mean, they're going to beat the Packers? No. But <laughs> they play the Panthers this week. They could very well lose to the Panthers because I, I really like the Carolina Panthers. I like Teddy. I like the way they're playing. I'm a Teddy like guy. Matt Rule. I'm a big Matt Rule guy. And then they play the Rams on Monday Night Football. That's going to be a fun game. Okay, two weeks from now, we will get – we will know a lot more about the Chicago Bears. So let's go to the early game on Sunday. The Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, who we talked about a little bit. We talked about them getting a loss going into this Bills game on Monday Night Football this week. That's because the Oakland Raiders honestly manhandled the Kansas City Chiefs the whole game, won 40-32. to And that, again, was a score that wasn't as close as it looked. It was 40-16 to at one point in that game. Um, do you think it was just a trap game for the Chiefs looking ahead to the Bills, looking past the Raiders, or are the Raiders – are the Raiders good? Like, are, should we be not sleeping on Chucky and Derek Carr? I think both can exist. I think okay. that <laughs> I think that they're the the Raiders are good, but I think that the Chiefs definitely did not think they were this good. I think yeah. that the Chiefs thought they were going to just come and like walk through, and they just got punched in the mouth. I will say that this Raiders offensive line is really good. Really, really good. They do a really good job protecting Derek Carr, and they get the they run the ball really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that anytime that you have a team that can basically give your quarterback five seconds every single snap, and then also run block, that you're going to find success. And then defense. I mean, obviously, that's like the bigger story here is Pat Mahomes being held to two touchdowns, which is funny to say. Um, but yeah, I just he just didn't have the ball like that. That the Raiders had the ball like the whole third quarter. It was and crazy. that's the script. Yeah, right? that is the script. Yeah, just just because Pat Mahomes is going to score, but if he gets into rhythm, like you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So if you can just make sure that he's never on the field, <laughs> like that's <laughs> the only way to beat this team. This team has such a high powered offense that you can't really just try to say I'm going <laughs> to. You need to go on long drives. Yeah, eat time. I'm, I'm with you that I think it's more of just a blip for the Chiefs. Like it was just a bad, bad matchup. They're probably looking ahead a little bit. They had just gotten off a short week, not knowing what they were going to do. And that, that's, I'm not trying to make excuse for the Bills e- either because that was a terrible game. But I think the schedule is getting moved around. It's going to fuck with these guys. Like they, they're creatures of habit. Like they're these NFL players, especially, are creatures of habit. Oh, they, yeah. They do things very strict in order. Like imagine the Bills, like not knowing if they were playing. Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, like they had no idea when they were going to play games. And the Chiefs too, like they were like, we don't know if we're playing Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, Thursday, Monday, Sunday, Sunday. Like they had no idea either. So I think that uncertainty, like definitely messed and just messed with their routine, uh, definitely affected those guys a little bit. I think it says more about the Raiders though. Look at like let's look at the Raiders. They they're three wins. They beat the Panthers, which is a good win right now. It, that looks good. It was a close game, but the Panthers look good. The Saints, who we still think not as highly of the Saints, but they're still a good team. They're still they're still above average team. 
Yeah, they lose to the Pats and lose to the Bills, both we think good teams, and then beat the Chiefs, who obviously we think are good teams. So Jerry's still out on the Raiders, I think, and that, that's a really tough stretch of five games, the way the schedule is broken and the way these teams have played this year. They're on a bye this week. Next Sunday is they Sunday night football against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then they go to Cleveland. Gross. I don't want to watch that first. game. I don't so, want to watch the Buccaneers play the Raiders. No, I don't either. But, you know, they're just going to hype up the 2002 Super Bowl, basically, and whatever. I, I don't know. But we'll find out about the Raiders coming up. They still have their next five games, Bucks at Browns, at Chargers. Then they get three division games in a row, at Chargers, hosting Broncos, hosting Chiefs. So they've, they've got a lot of easier games coming up on their schedule. And I guess we'll just see about if Vegas is for real. But um, it was definitely not a performance we expected from the Chiefs. So we'll go to the late game, and uh, this is just the sad news of the week, was Dak Prescott, uh, compound fracture in his ankle. It was a really gross video that I've still yet to watch because I don't watch any of those things, but I know that I've heard that it was didn't look good. It was um, grotesque. Went out injured. Andy Dalton, probably the best, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league right now, came in. How do you think he's going to fill in for the cup? They won this game 37-34. Um, it probably shouldn't have been that close, but their defense is just that bad. Um, how do you think Andy Dalton fills in for the Cowboys? And we know how this division gonna, is. I think but... he's going to do fine. Yeah. I don't think that they're off. I mean, I think they have a lot of good weapons on, like, they have C.D. Lamb. They have Amari Cooper. They have Michael Gallup. Like, they, they look, they're really good on offense. So I don't think that plugging in Andy Dalton is going to change anything that dramatically. I think Andy Dalton's serviceable. I just don't think you're going to get like, he's not the leadership guy. He's not Dak Prescott. Like you talk about Dak Prescott. He's the guy. Like mm-hmm. he's like, it's America's team for Christ's sake. Like, come <laughs> on. And like, I feel like he gets those guys pumped up. I don't think you get that out of Andy Dalton. Like a big, he's not, he's not a, um, he's not a spark plug. And just the way he got, Dak got hurt too. Like that's just got to suck the life out of a locker room. Just in general. Like they won the game though. They did. They could have just given up. But yeah, it was I just, think it was just tough to see. It's just tough to see a guy, especially we know his contract situation, and everything. Like prayers up to Dak. Hopefully he comes back healthy and fine. But it was just a tough in that four o'clock window. There was nothing really going on besides the Browns Colts game. The other games were not that great, and then we had to watch that. It was just tough to tough freak to accident that. too. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I just hope. I still think that. they're gonna win the division. I don't even think the Eagles are better than them still, even with Andy Dalton, because that offense is still loaded. Yeah, like Andy Dalton just has – I mean, Andy Dalton, like, he can he can spin it. And you know, more Ezekiel, not terrible. More Ezekiel Elliott is probably a good thing, too. Maybe, if he, if he gets his head out of his ass. If he's not – if he loses 10 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure out what's – I think the jury's still out on Zeke this year. I yeah. think Corona, Corona might have got him. <laughs> Who honestly though, because we don't know what that does to these dudes. Like, it, who knows what? It's, I I don't. I can't go into. He loses half France. a step, dude. That's all it would <laughs> take. Might. Maybe Tony Pollard should be playing. Who knows? Um. So let's go into Sunday night, and we're just gonna jump right into this this topic because it's something that we talked about Monday right after. Seattle was down twenty six to twenty one. First of all, Minnesota was up thirteen nothing in the first half and then by 10 minutes left or eight minutes left in the third quarter, it was 21, 13 Seattle. That's just inexcusable. The turnovers from Kirk cousins, 
to set them up for this position. But regardless of that, that's something we expect from Kirk Cousins. 26-21, it's fourth and inches at the five-yard line. And the Minnesota Vikings went for it. Instead of kicking a field goal to go up by eight, Alexander Madison was short. And we know what ensues when Russell Wilson gets the ball with a minute and yeah. three timeouts and ran down the field and scored a touchdown. And the Seahawks escaped, stay undefeated. Ben, what was your feeling watching that game when you saw them line up for that fourth down? And did you agree with the decision by Mike Zimmer? No, because I thought they were going to go for a hard count and then call a timeout and get the kicker back out there. <laughs> I thought they were going to start screaming, try to get, get someone to jump and see what happens. And then they snapped the ball. And I remember saying, I was like, they're going for it. They're going for it. <laughs> and I just can't believe it. But they did like, they looked, they looked really good. I think if you check, if you checked like the, the possible outcomes of that, like just off stats, I bet you the net benefit of getting that first down and closing the game out, always getting a field goal. I think the bigger thing comes into play when you th- remember that you have Russell Wilson on the other side of the f- like field. Yeah. If, if it's anyone but Russ, I don't care. But Russ is literally known to be the guy who's going to come back and like quick two minute offense is like his, that's when he thrives is in a yeah. two minute offense. And you're just going to hand him the ball when you could just tie it up and then say, so that means you don't trust your defense first off. Yeah. Because because you could have been up. If they kick the field goal, no matter what, they're going to overtime. No matter what, they would have had to get worst case scenario. They're going to overtime. Well, they would have had to get um, a two point conversion, two point conversion too. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Like worst case scenario, if they score, you're going to overtime. Yeah. So you're forcing a guy to drive all the way down the field to first score once and then score the two point conversion again. And like, I don't know. This is just, does Zimmer call the plays? Does Zimmer call the plays? Like, I don't know. It's Gary Kubiak back is back in there again. I just think they're limited by Kirk cousins. I don't think he can do enough without receiver. They're missing. Like I know Justin Jefferson's look good, but he's still a rookie. they it, they just don't look like the same offense throwing the ball. And without that and Dalvin Cook being hurt, it's just tough, man. Yeah, because they were driving. They were driving before that stupid play. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Like, I get that you're like, oh, just keep it rolling. But I also think that if you take five seconds, like, just take like a time out there and think about what you're about to do before you do it. Because you can't, like, that's just such a boneheaded play. But if they get it, then they ice the game and it's over. So you don't like – it's one of those hard ones that you could sit back and look at. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But it's tough to give the ball to Russell Wilson with any time on the clock too. Yeah, to win the and that's game. when I think that they should have just sat down and thought. That's when you're overthinking it. That's when you're overthinking it. I'm pretty – yeah, I think we're on the same page with that. Just And you're – at that point, you need to win a game. Like you don't want to get set yourself up to lose a game. But they wouldn't have lost. <laughs> they just yeah. kicked the field. I know. I know. It's so tough. So let's move on to Monday night. Um, I really, the Chargers continue to blow games in amazing ways. They were up by, they were up by two scores and the Saints came back and tie it and then win it overtime. It wasn't really a horrific way, but just the Chargers can never get out of their own way. And does this, did this game show you, give you more to 
feel optimistic about the Saints or was it just a byproduct of same old Chargers and we're still seeing the same thing with the Saints? Especially Chargers, obviously. I think that this is kind of like, this is their thing. This is what they do. They just lose, they just choke games away. And it sucks, but like, because Justin Herbert actually looks like he's going to be really good. His arm is really strong. Like that dude sling is it. And I love, like, so that was nice to watch. But just seeing kind of like these teams sometimes put themselves in positions and they'll be up two scores and you'll be like, this won't last long. Yeah. And that's just what, that's what happened to them. Like they literally were, they were up. How much were they up? I think they were up two scores late in that game. There's something close to it. I don't remember the how exactly. They were up, they were up at least 10 at some point in that fourth quarter or third yeah. quarter. Because I, I turned it off after the first half. And then I went back and watched it again. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I just, this is just their thing. And I don't know. I, I hope that, I hope they, I hope the Saints stop giving the ball to Taysom Hill too. I hate watching Taysom Hill. Yeah, it's, the Taysom Hill experience, as much as it worked, it's just weird. It's weird to see. I'm sick of it. Take, it's weird to take Drew Brees off. Especially Drew Brees didn't play bad Monday night. It's weird to see them take him off the field in key situations. For a Taysom Hill two-yard run. Yeah. like and then, I mean, he scored a touchdown and everything, but it's just it's it's weird. It's just weird. Yeah, but good for Drew Brees. In the first half, I thought he, I thought he was out. They're not I, dead yet. Yeah. Well, in the first half, I, I, it looked like... Because sometimes you see him look at the deep guy and then not go to the deep guy. <laughs> Where you can kind of tell that he looks like he's almost like checking down, or but maybe that's yeah. just how this offense works. I don't know. But then he, obvi- I mean, he, it. I think it's part of his limitations too. I don't think it's just the offense, but yeah, both can exist and they can maybe make it work. Still, I mean, that's what great quarterbacks do, though. They make it work under any circumstances. And there's still a team to be reckoned with. They're three and two, and you can't count them out, especially in that division right now i mean all those teams three and two at the top we'll see what happens out they're gonna also play each other and everything it's gonna be fun in the nfc south it's always a good division besides the falcons i don't even want to talk about the falcons <laughs> falcons stink yeah they're, they're brutal it's been a brutal start for them yeah.